It was announced on Monday that the annual rivalry game between the Louisville Cardinals and the Kentucky Wildcats would have to be postponed. We'll talk about all that and more on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. It is episode number 100 in the books today. I want to thank everyone for being along this journey so far. For those that are liking, subscribing, rating, sharing the podcast on whatever avenue, it's definitely appreciated. I also want to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked on Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. It was announced on Monday by the University of Louisville Athletic Department that the annual basketball game between the Louisville Cardinals and the Kentucky Wildcats would have to be postponed. Originally scheduled for Wednesday, we'll no longer be able to be taking place on that day due to the Cardinal program having to go into a COVID-related pause. We'll analyze that situation, and we will answer the question, is it time to be concerned about the Louisville men's basketball team after losing against Western Kentucky on Saturday and having or not having had a lead in that game? It's causing some people to get some um, to have some caution uh, about this team moving forward. We'll talk about all that, and then we'll focus on the women's basketball side of the show. This is one of Jeff Walls' best defensive teams here at Louisville, and I'm going to tell you why here in just a little while. Before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. I also do some PA Nazi work for various sports in the university. You can follow my personal Twitter in the graphic in the bottom left hand of your screen below. Excuse me. And you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into the show. It was announced on Monday um, by Interim Athletic, athletic Director uh, by way of GoCards.com. Uh, Josh Hurd announced that the Louisville men's basketball team was having to go into a pause due to a coronavirus outbreak within the program. Um, not going to speculate on who that is. Not going to speculate on how many players have tested positive or come in close contact or, or anything like that. Um, but all we know right now is that there will be no rivalry game, at least not right now. Um I do have some, you know, concern that this game may not be made up this year, just considering the fact that you know you do hop right on into the ACC side of things um, at the turn of the new year, and even before that, uh, as they take on Wake Forest at the end of December. So it, it'll be interesting to kind of see where the Cardinals can uh, plug in Kentucky into that batch. I'm just kind of looking ahead to the schedule. They have a lot of Saturday, Monday, Saturday, Monday, Saturday, Wednesday type games. So not a lot of breaks in between the schedule. It's a pretty jam-packed ACC slate. So if you made me decide today or predict whether or not this uh, matchup would be um, you know, rescheduled, I would probably say no, just due to the fact that the, uh, the schedule gets pretty hectic for the cards later on down the road. But um, yeah, so this is uh, an interesting thing because if you look back to last year, um, Louisville – 
in the two COVID pauses last season, you know, struggled after a while. I mean, they um, the game back after the first COVID pause, they they got blown out by Wisconsin. In the second um, COVID pause, the game after that, immediately at, um, following that, was a blowout to North Carolina. And I'm not saying that it's going to be like that right now. I, I know with the uh, vaccinations and everything, uh, symptoms are are not is not as bad as they are for the unvaccinated. I'm not going to get into a whole spiel about vaccines and stuff like that. And um, um, hopefully, let's just say um, for those that are affected, we wish them the best of uh, the best of health, um, a, a quick and speedy recovery. We um, hope for no symptoms. Um, if they are if there are symptoms, we hope that they be minimal and that they're able to get back out on the court and there be no underlying health issues now or in the future. And that goes for every program. And we're seeing it um, across the nation with the new variant, the Omicron, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, the new variant seems uh, to be, you know, a little bit more contagious um, than previous variants. It looks like. You know, a lot of teams are testing positive. There have been uh, multiple teams across the country that have gone into COVID-related pauses, and um, you know it was it was weird because you know once this once this kind of a trend started happening, I was thinking, okay, how long is it before a, a game that Louisville has to have played gets you know rescheduled or canceled or something like that due to the coronavirus? Um, and unfortunately, the cards you know. <clears throat> seems like they have an outbreak within the program. Um, but ultimately this is um, you know kind of kind of at a bad time for Louisville. Obviously, you, you know this never comes at a good time. You never want um, this you know you never want a team to go through you know a coronavirus um, outbreak or anything like that. Uh, but for a team that has struggled to kind of figure some things out and to um, you know try to gel and get the chemistry part of things down, uh, and coming off of a bad loss against Western Kentucky, uh, I think that this comes at a very suboptimal time because it, it puts you back a little bit, and it makes um, you know it, it pushes your um, just overall ability to gel together. Maybe a couple weeks back, and who knows how long this COVID pause will last? Hopefully, not long at all. Hopefully, there's not any players that get truly um, you know affected by it in the long term. Um, but ultimately. It's it's just hard to hard to swallow, you know. Um, you know, you you don't want to be selfish and think, oh, how how is things going to look from the basketball side of things? Just because you you know we don't know the the impact of of this um, you know this virus. Um, but overall, the rivalry game is canceled. I I, I I thought that you know Kentucky would probably be uh, definitely the favorite in this matchup, but that shouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, but def I, I would have predicted the Kentucky win as well. But the Louisville um, is is done for the Kentucky game. I, I would assume this puts the Wake Forest game at the end of December in jeopardy as well. It, it could be, uh, and as just with the new protocols and stuff like that, I it's kind of hard to be able to predict when they're going to come back. I'm not going to speculate or anything like that. But ultimately, um, we will see how how the cards respond to this. And, and like I mentioned, it's it's very suboptimal for a team that is trying to um, you know, find the pieces and put the pieces together and, and gel them together. And um, you know, we will see how the cards come out of this COVID pause. Uh, it is affecting a lot of countries across, or I'm sorry, a lot of teams across the country. And um, 
you know, it's something that, like every other team, Louisville is going to have to deal with, and um, you know, we'll see how they are able to handle this adversity. So, but like I mentioned, for a team that uh, has shown some some issues in, in a couple aspects of the game, you know, it, it's caused a lot of uh, caution um, from the fan base, and it has raised some question marks. And um, you know, I want to transition into the you know conversation of should we be concerned about what Louisville basketball um, it is looking for this season. Um, we'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends at NetSuite. So I want you to imagine a scenario. So this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Um, head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Once again, that is netsuite.com slash locked. I want to take this time to thank you again for making Locked on Louisville your first listen of the day. Be sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021 with local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. So continuing on to talk about the Louisville Cardinals uh, men's basketball team and answering the question, should we be concerned about the team as they head into the ACC play. Seemingly, the non-conference slate is probably over unless they can reschedule the Kentucky game, uh, but there's a good size of game. Uh, there's a good you know, sample size of what Louisville has played already. So just a quick recap uh, of what they've done in the non-conference. Currently sitting at 7-4 um, and four on the season, losses coming to Furman, Michigan State, DePaul, and Western Kentucky. I would argue that only one of those losses is ones that you know the Cardinals maybe should have lost. Or um, you know, against a team that is better than Louisville, uh, the Furman loss. Team st- still trying to get some stuff going um, offensively. They had some droughts. That was the same thing with DePaul. Um, struggled on the defensive side of things, and then um, against Western Kentucky, didn't have one lead in that game. Struggled to stop the Hilltoppers on offense, and um, you know, just kind of too too reliant on the three point shot. So overall, is it time to be concerned about the Louisville men's basketball team? Yes, it is. However, we need to establish, you know, some, you know, points of reference. There is a completely different um, definition from panic and concern. Should we be concerned? Yes. I mean, Louisville was seven and four. They lost three games to teams they they shouldn't have. We're seeing some issues that are, you know, kind of still, you know, lingering. Um, some guys are are still in some slumps. So yes, it's time to be concerned. But it is not time to panic because at the end of the day, and I keep you know beating this drum and it's getting a little redundant, but I, I think it's a valid point. You have to give this team some time to gel. Uh, you know, you brought in a handful of, of new guys that, you know, in years past, this is probably the most roster turnover that the Louisville program has had. And, oh, man, I mean, 
an X amount of years. I'm not even sure when the last time you could truly compare that to. But overall, I mean, you're, you're bringing in guys from a bunch of different programs. Uh, they're, you're still learning to play together with each other. Um, you know, Chris Mack was suspended for the whole first month of the season. So you're still, you know, you're filling into you know, what Chris Mack wants to do rotation wise. And, um, you know, they're getting some chemistry. Um, you know, I didn't want to really make any big takeaways until about halfway through. Uh, January or even the end of January because I felt like it was going to take a couple weeks and maybe a couple months for this team to gel. And, you know, Cardinal Sports on co-founder Jeremy Wallman, you know, came on the show last week and said, look, he's like, I, I kept telling you all, it might take until the ACC slate for this team to click together, but once they do, it's going to look good. And I think that although we can accept that point, you know, I, I see both sides of the story. One, the sky I don't think is falling. Um, is there some concern? Yeah, I mean, I think that this team has been too reliant on the perimeter shot um, for a team that you know come in, came into the season, you know, in, in an offseason where they added a, a good amount of perimeter shooters. Is a team that sh- shouldn't be struggling the way they are, you know, shooting the ball from downtown, but they still are. Hopefully, they're able to break out of the slump. Um, you know, the shooting, you know, the scoring droughts have been, you know, s- some things that we've kind of. Um, found to be discouraging, and I agree. A lot of that's based upon shot selection. Um, I, I think everyone can can agree that some changes need to be made, and what those changes look like, I'm not sure. You know, that's for Chris Mack and the coaching staff to decide. Um, you know, from if it were me, you know, some things that I, I've seen observation-wise, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not as smart as Chris Mack. I'm not a local coach. I, I'm not saying that my opinion is more valid than theirs are. It seems like um, you know there could be a couple tweaks made to the starting lineup. Um, there could be some you know different tactics offensively, where they try to go inside more and not shoot the ball um, so much from deep. If the shot's not falling, if they're shooting well from deep, then let it fly. You know, um, in my church league, that that's kind of me. I'm I, I'm shooting regardless if I'm if I have gone O of eight or eight of eight. And that's not a good mentality to have, by the way. Uh, so don't listen to my advice in that regard. But um. Ultimately, yeah, I think that um, allowing, you know, getting Jalen Withers and Sam Williamson going around the basket, Dre Davis, very good around the basket as well. You have some bigger guys in the front court to where you can utilize. Um, it's going to be a little bit more challenging once you get into the Power 5 ACC slate of things because you're playing guys that are more more so your size. But it'll be interesting to see how Chris Mack responds, uh, you know, from a loss, you know, it's kind of very embarrassing, so to speak, in one that they lost um, without even having one lead against Western Kentucky. So, like I mentioned, I I see both ends of the spectrum. Do some changes need to be made? Well, of course they do. I mean, I I think that everyone that watches this team, you know, sees that there's some changes that need to be made and, and some tweaks on both ends of the court. Should there be some, you know, room for concern? Well, yeah, of course there is. I mean, this team is seven and four. They've lost three games to teams that they probably shouldn't have lost to. And, um, you know, they're going to have to have a good ACC slate because we've seen last year when the Cards missed the tournament that every single game matters and one game can keep you out of the tournament. So your resume has to be pretty solid. Um, you want to limit bad losses and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's some room for concern. I mean, there's four losses, and we haven't even hit 2022 yet. But to be completely fair to this team, to this coaching staff, they brought in a good amount of players. You know, they need some time to gel. They didn't have the head coach. The head coach wasn't a part of the program, essentially, for the first month of the regular season. So, you know, the real – 
you know, adjustment period started early December. So, you know, we're a handful of games, what, five games into Chris Mack's uh, season. So, you know, some you have to give this team some time to gel, but there has to be some urgency. So, you know, it's it's never black and white. I feel like people try to make things so black and white, you know, in a world that where 95% is gray. I mean, things, you know, aren't necessarily limited to a box. You can, you know, see things be true at the same time. You know, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can agree that, yes, some changes need to be made. There needs to be some urgency and some changes need to happen fast. But we can also realize that, you know, this team is bringing in a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces trying to, to put together this rotation. And I think one thing that's kind of alleviating some of the, um, you know, maybe not necessarily the urge to panic or anything like that, but, um, you know, something along those lines is the fact that we've, we've seen this team play well. I mean, they looked good against Maryland. They looked good against Mississippi State. They looked good against NC State in, in a whole body of work. And they've shown flashes of brilliance in other games. So it's just a matter of putting that together for all 40 minutes. It's not like this team doesn't have the talent. They're extremely talented. I mean, they have guys um, that, that can score at a high level. Um, hopefully we can see Jalen Withers and Sam Williamson break out of their slumps uh, after the COVID pause. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this team reacts moving forward with everything considered. So is it time for concern? Well, yeah, I mean, but you, you have to, you know, differentiate the stances between being concerned. I'm, I'm trying to move my hand being, I can't even <laughs> being concerned and being in a panic mode. I can't even this camera, the way the camera projects, I can't even put my hands up. But um you you get where I'm coming from. You 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 see that I'm saying that you can be concerned, but you don't have to go into a full panic mode and just you know mail the season in or anything like that. I, I think that everyone around the program knows you know something has to change. So let's let it play out. Let's see where this team is here in a couple weeks after the COVID pause. So uh, let's take the time now at the end of the show. Let's transition over into the women's basketball side of things. In my opinion, I sent out a tweet after the Kentucky game that this is one of the best defensive teams in Jeff Walls' uh, tenure here at Louisville. And um, it's very evident to me. I'm going to tell you why here in just a second after we talk about our friends at prize picks bowl season cardinal fans and i've been telling you about prize picks and if you still haven't signed up what are you waiting for in addition to the college football action prize picks makes college basketball more exciting it's daily fantasy made easy offering more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world prize picks offers any prop you can think of in basketball you can play points rebounds assists threes made and more all of those that deposit and use the promo code locked on will receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 dollars so basically, you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's literally just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on Patrick Mahomes and combine that with the under on Stephen Curry in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is, offer, price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawal, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So, talking about the Louisville women's basketball team, 11 and I'm sorry, 10 and 1 on the season after dropping the season opener to the Arizona Wildcats, most recently defeating the number seventh ranked UConn Huskies at the Mohegan Sun. The first ever program loss for the Huskies at that arena. It's been very solid um, non-conference slate after suffering the season opening loss. And 
A lot of that is because this team is extremely good defensively. Right now, in the country, they are third nationally in scoring defense, allowing 48.3 points per game to their opponents through the first 11 games. And of those 11, when you look at what the Cardinals have done in this season, the Cardinals are now number three in the country in the latest AP poll, by the way. Of those 11 games, four of them, are in the top 25. All four were in the top 25 when the two teams played respectively. Uh, Arizona was 22 in the season opener. They are now number four, 10 and 0 on the year. Michigan was number 12, I believe. Right now they are number nine. Um, Kentucky was 14. They lost two in that matchup. They are number 22 now. And UConn, after losing to the Cardinals on Sunday, are sitting in 12th. So very solid non-conference slate for the cards outside of those four. I mean, you have solid teams like Belmont, um, Washington, etc. So it's not necessarily been a non-conference slate filled with cupcakes that, you know, when you look at the global defense, like, okay, yeah, I mean, sure, they're good defensively because they haven't played anybody. That's just not the case, though, with this team. And I would argue that this is one of the best defensive teams in Jeff Walls' tenure here at Louisville. And the reason I, I'm not going to say it's the best team, because number one, it is a very small sample size. I mean, we're only 11 games in, but there have been some very solid defensive teams. It's, it's hard to compare across time like that and i don't want to have any recency bias or anything like that because uh, you know that when it when jeff walls first got here you know those angel mccautry teams angel is the best defensive player in global history in my opinion leading the program in steals very very solid defender um and he's had some very good defensive teams across the years and in the 2010s as well but this team in particular, there's just a different feel to it. Um, like I mentioned, they've already been battle-tested. They played some very, very solid teams, and they have held them to some very respectable totals. So, you know, when you look at what the Cardinals have done, the most points that they have allowed all season, I believe, came to Belmont um, just a couple weeks ago, 80-66, to 66, and that was one of those where in the fourth quarter I feel like Belmont could not miss a shot. So... Ultimately, very good, and I, I don't want to, you know, overlook any individual players on this Louisville team because I, I feel like, you know, one through five and even some players on the bench for Louisville, they're very solid defensively, you know, as individuals. I mean, you talk about Kiana Smith, very good defensively. Alana Smith off the bench has been a lockdown. Mikasa Robinson has been known for her pesky defense. Uh, Emily Inksler has been a breath of fresh air for the Louisville front court as an athletic wing that can not only play good defense on, you know, on ball, but also be a good rim protector as well for her six foot one frame. So, but what makes this team good defensively and what a lot of people I feel like get misconstrued when you, when you say that a team's good defensively, there's so much more than just having five players on the court that play good individual defense. I mean, at, you know, at its core, I mean, I guess that's what it's all about. But the overall grasp of what Jeff Walls and the coaching staff are trying to do defensively, you know, this team has a very good grasp of that. And, um, you know, you see it when you watch this team. It's not something that you can kind of uh, measure by any box score, statistic, or parameter or anything like that. It's, it's something that you have to watch this team. Um, they are uh, holding teams to 24% from behind the three-point arc, which is incredible. I think that's top 25 in the country, number 24 to be exact, I believe. Um, but it's just a matter of there, there's a couple ways that I feel like Louisville is very good defensively. Number one, they are very proficient with guarding the pick and rolls. I feel like regardless if um, 
you know, if it, if it's a if it's a guard and a big on the roll, or if it's if it's a you know two guards, I feel like the um, you know the help defense do, does a great job of hedging the ball handler to where it, it makes it tough to um, you know get the ball on the roll situation for the opposing team and uh, for the pick and pop. Even when they do kick it back out, I feel like the team does a great job of staying in formation, readjusting. They do a very solid job switching. There's a ton of communication. You can hear that. It's very evident. So I- I'm very impressed to, to see what they do when it comes to screens. Also, I love when it's it's – Put it this way, I, I I am very I'm I'm fond of when the ball goes down low on, on kickout situations. Wool has done a great job of closing out on shooters, but not overcommitting to where it allows them to get into the paint. I feel like um, you know even when they played bigger teams, they've done a good job of you know getting players out on the perimeter and just kind of isolating them. They made tough really really or they made life really really tough for uh, Kentucky's Ryan Howard, who in the in the most recent WNBA mock draft has. Um, going number one overall and they had held her to nine points and a couple of those came on technical free throws so you know it's something that i feel like louisville just excels about you know all aspects of the defense they're very good individually um you know very attentive they're solid footwork um you know solid eyes they have a great grasp of you know what's um you know unfolding on the court and uh, just a great overall feel for what Jeff Walls is trying to do in, in that regard. The ACC slate will be challenging. We'll see how the Cardinal defense is able to hold up. Uh, I believe the conference has six teams in the top 25 now. We will um, have this conversation, and we'll come back to this here in about a month and kind of see how Louisville has fared in the, in the first month of conference play. So talked about the Louisville-Kentucky men's basketball game getting postponed and answered why we should be a little concerned about the men's basketball team but we should not panic just yet on december 21st and finally ending this ending the segment um with the women's basketball team and why this is one of the best defensive squads in jeff walls's tenure tomorrow We'll be Jeremy Woman back on the show. We'll talk about uh, basketball, football, all of the nine yards, and uh, all the good stuff. So um, be sure to um, you know, ask away on any questions that you have that you want either of us to answer. And once again, thank you for being along with us in the first 100 episodes of this journey. A couple of quick shout-outs before we get out of here. First to first to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Um, want to uh, give that a quick shout-out. Um, sorry, something scratched on my door i think it's one of my pups and it is um so say hello to tucker everyone um but a couple quick shout outs first to the cardinal sports home podcast that most recent episode released on uh, monday you can check that out at cardinalsportszone.com also the uh locked on beds podcast hosted by your boy q with handicapping expert analysis from lee sterling you can get that on the odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast but that's going to wrap up this tuesday edition of the show everyone have a great day and we'll see you right back here tomorrow